Hello everyone, my name is Shruti and I'm going to be your host for today for the third episode of our podcast series, an initiative by Alumni Relations Team. Today, we talk about decoding the marketing strategies of the new age and prevalent Indian brands. And for the same, with us, we have from the batch of 2012, Mr. Savio Serejo. Savio has worked in ITC for around seven years and for the past one and a half years, he is working as a general manager marketing at Swiggy. Welcome, Savio. Hey, thanks, guys. My so, pleasure um, to spend some time with you. Great, great. So let's initially begin with understanding uh, what creates a great brand. So, Hey, thanks, Shruti. So, <laughs> yeah, let me give it a shot. So it's an interesting question. Uh, I wish people had the formula for that. Yeah, Yeah, so uh, see, right at the start, you need to really understand your consumers and your product has to solve a consumer need. Okay, If your product does not solve a specific and a powerful consumer need, your product's going to be a dud and it's just going to be lying on the shelves. Nobody's even going to be bothered to give it a second glance. You can uh, look at... uh, case studies, examples of so many soft drink brands that just launched variants that didn't really serve a purpose uh, and they just uh, withered away, right? So you need to solve a very, very apt, strong consumer need. The next one is you need to have a strong uh, distribution channel. You need to reach your consumers, right? Uh, Each product or brand uh, plays a very tiny role in the entire day of a consumer, right? Uh, he isn't going to bat an eyelid over bothering how does he fulfill that need or how does he get it if he has better options or equivalent options or easy options available in an easier manner. So you have right. been addressed today with your entire retail uh, system. You have the e-commerce channels. Uh, you have a lot of uh, direct-to-consumer channels available but you really need to solve the problem of how do you get this particular product to the consumer, right? Uh, you need to sort out your distribution. Right. Yeah. Right. Then you need to be priced okay. competitively, right? You need the consumer needs to. In in uh, I'm sure you guys have gone through the term of consumer derived value, right? The CDV. He needs to see value in purchasing that product. He is not going to overpay. He is not going to buy you in case he has another option available at a lower price where he does not see sufficient value in spending a higher amount on your product. So you do need to balance of the CDD equation uh, and you need to be competitive. I didn't want to state it up front, but if you you now hear what I just said, you just lay back what I just said. It's exactly the four pieces of marketing, right? Product, product price, Correct. place, and now I come to promotion, right? And why I kept that last and I want to take that separately is because today we, as marketers, this is pretty much the one lever that's completely in our hands. It's what we use at a daily level. While the product would be based with R&D, would be based with the operations and the manufacturing teams, and you will have a fair say in it. While your distribution channels would have already been set up, there would have been some legacy systems already in place. There would be some new systems that you're trying to set up. Pricing would be governed by a lot of other variables, including raw materials, including the scale of your operations. 
But promotion, promotion is exactly what you at a day-to-day level as brand managers, as marketing managers would be influencing. That is where your brand will really stand up. So let me take the liberty of asking you guys, what are the brands that you guys admire? So why don't uh, Shruti, Theta, Sanat, Payal, let me hear, let me hear it from you guys. What do you, what is the one brand that you really admire? Um, okay. So in terms of product, uh, HUL, PNG, and, um, in terms of fashion, I think pantaloons, West Side for me, I mean. You guys also can give your input. Yes. So when it comes to, uh, you know, uh, coming to brands, I've been associated with sports for a long time now. Okay. So there's this, there's this one particular brand that, you know, that I get, that, that I'm very well acquainted with. And this brand, I believe, is, uh, is really amongst the best, which is Nike. So Nike Why for me is... do you like Nike? Well, when you, when you talk about... Equipments. When you, when you talk about sporting goods and sporting equipments, there's something that is called as feel that you have, that the trust that you have on the brand. You know, when you are a loyal, uh, you know, customer for a particular brand, you have to, you know, you just stick with it, right? So there's something about Nike, you know, that I'm using it from a very, very long time now, and that you know, it is just imbibed in me, and uh, it's it's Nike for me for all the great reasons. What about uh, Pyle? me it would be l'oreal because uh, i'm a person who would really uh, align like myself with makeup i'm really much into that and talking about l'oreal it it comes upon as a very premium kind of a product and saying that it also they're, they're a lot into sustainability so they often are coming up with either business challenges or their promotions or the advertisements are often regarding sustainability or how they're moving towards sustainability. So this is a brand which I really associate myself with and I look up to. So it would be L'Oreal for me. Anyone else? Yeah, so like Payal said, there's one more brand, uh, The Body Shop. So they, they do tremendous work in sustainability. Like uh, in London and Europe, they you can actually go and refill the old cream bottles. You don't have to buy new products. So yeah, that is one cosmetic brand which I really love. Great answers, guys. Anything else? Uh, anyone else? Uh, just another brand that I would like to talk about is uh, Cadbury. Because uh, like you said, Savio, uh, what makes a brand is one is the functional benefits that it provides. But the additional step that a brand provides is the emotional connect that we have with them. So that's why, that's how we get the loyalty beyond reasoning concept into it. So how Cadbury, more than just the product, they also talk about, talk about the different occasions, the different ways that, the different positioning way, things that they do. So every time we see a Cadbury ad, it's, the, there's something about it that makes us smile. So it's more than just the product. It's the overall story that they talk about. So that's another brand that I, I would say. Yeah, I loved uh, hearing uh, the brands you cited, very popular, very powerful brands. And I like listening to the reasons as well. So when you think back uh, at exactly what you guys said, right? You guys spoke about emotional connection. They just spoke about Nike and, uh, you know, the the emotions it raises every time he uses that product. Uh, Payal spoke about the need for sustainability, right. right? Which has nothing to do with the product per se. The product is cosmetics and there is a packaging. But this is a larger emotional concept that the brand is associating with. And this is exactly what I wanted to bring forth that today, 
consumers are well read they are knowledgeable they travel they understand brands and they want to see brands having a larger than life purpose yes they do not want right. a cosmetic brand to just say this is the best makeup available on the shelf that is table stake that is expected it wants to know what does the brand have a point of view does it have a voice is it ready to stand up does it care about the environment does it care about sustainability does it care about animal testing all of that and when you do have brands that establish that point of view that voice that is when you will have a legion of fans you will have brand advocates otherwise you're just going to be a functional brand run uh, picked off the shelf with nobody really caring about you he's not going to go to the next store looking for you correct so that is exactly what i wanted to say today right. as budding brand managers when you guys are getting to orgs and you guys want to set up brands you will need to set up the first three p's of marketing but the fourth p and when you are promoting it and when you are communicating it do look into the larger than life aspects the stuff that your brand can associate with can stand for and engage with consumers at a much larger as you do you yourself at an emotional level rather than at a functional level yeah correct right yeah. right that perfect that was great so since we spoke so much about brands and companies um, saviyo i really want to know that uh, since we spoke about brands and companies i really want to know what different roles are there in the market for a student who has done his mba in marketing and which one should we buy for <laughs> uh, again i love the question i can clearly see where it's coming from it was something that uh, i used to be talking about <laughs> okay. right uh, in the earlier days of my mba uh, try asking everybody around what else what what like when when right. when you're a marketing professional uh you would of course know and as part of having the seniors having done their summers etc you would have seen first hand so there are people that are involved in sales uh right right and these are i'm talking of starting roles i'm not talking of you know 10 years into into your careers etc so when you would start at you would start as a sales professional uh you could start off as a sales professional and again there are so many different channels today there is general trade there is modern trade there is the entire e-commerce channel on certain platforms yes you could get into brand management today uh, i see a lot of brands that are developing this entire category management role that looks into the entire category uh, you could then get into niche roles uh, wherein you could get into market research which is more on the other side of the table when you are understanding consumer insights for brands and for companies uh you could get into the entire agency role wherein you know you are looking purely at the creative side of things you are trying to solution creative um solutions for brands uh you could get into media right and uh, you could also get into the entire okay. digital slash social media side of uh, the marketing world so uh, there is no dearth of uh, specializations or niches that you can uh, identify with uh and each of them is interesting right okay. now when you ask me uh what are the roles that uh, we we should buy for correct right right so see uh, there is an old i mean the the old truth right which says uh, do what makes you happy uh 
and that is uh, it holds good even today however i do know it is uh, easier said than done right uh, when you guys do get into placement there would be 200 other variables so you'd be dependent on the companies i mean it would be dependent on the roles that you get the open uh, it would be dependent on so many variables once you even get into the company right correct yeah. so right so there is no of course the truth lies that is you try to focus on areas that give you a kick that make you happy so if it's me look into media Correct. if it is uh, research and that is something that you really identify with, then maybe you can get into research and focus only on those companies or those aspects but i'll tell you what i have yeah. i have learned myself through experience some of my mentors have shared with me and that is a role is exactly what you make out of it okay yeah i have landed in a role okay. that didn't exist when i went into itc cigarettes uh, and it was something that i completely set up and today it is one of the best marketing levers that the cigarettes division has right and i do have i, I have also seen people get into very coveted roles where it uh, they really didn't uh, achieve as much as the role could you know enable them to so role is completely what you make out of it okay. maximize and make the most out of it uh just to add to this question savio right. like do you think uh, there is enough opportunity i mean as a student i'm really interested to know like do we, would we get opportunities to explore to different roles like for example as a management trainee i understand that we would get to perform different things but uh, how is it in swiggy like would we get the opportunity to explore the different kind of roles that we are interested in yeah most certainly so uh, all of these roles that i described Uh, are starting level roles where any of you can directly be recruited by specialists in that field like you may have an IMRB you may have a Nielsen that takes you directly into research uh, you could have uh, large agencies or even niche agencies they uh, i don't want to take names but of course the creative agencies that can uh, you know directly recruit part of the creative strategy team um, you could have larger corporates like you just uh, referred to and i i do know having been part of the it setup that there is a one year management training program most fmcg companies have and then uh, uh, you do have ways in which uh, you can voice your interest in which you can excel and you could look into roles that are either sales centric or category centric or brand centric so uh, the simple answer to your question uh, pile is yes uh, all of these roles are open to uh, fresh graduate out of uh, a marketing mba course uh, and it's something that you should definitely explore uh, of course looking into areas that really interest all right sure thank you uh, yes have you i have another question so yeah. you talked about that you worked in the cigarette section for itc as well and then uh, currently you're in swiggy so you uh, so i just wanted to know so the objectives for so how is it different working for both of these companies one is a new age brand like swiggy and one is an old timer in the field so the objectives are obviously different for itc it will be more about getting brand loyalty and for swiggy it will be more about market penetration so how how are the new age brands different from the old timers when it comes to marketing with the introduction of new channels and everything so i'll begin my answer by just addressing your question uh, i think uh, the fundamentals of market penetration uh, never ever cease okay so whether you are an itc whether you are a brand that has existed for 20 years or whether you are a brand that that has come into play today 
uh, you will always, always, always as a marketing uh, professional uh, need to look into market and usability. <laughs> correct, correct. <laughs> yeah, so, okay. uh, but I do get the essence of your business. Of course, uh, a brand's, uh, you, uh, there would be different ways in which it's done. There would be different uh, channels, different uh, life stages of the product. Correct. And I think that's mainly what you were trying to imply. Right. Yeah. So, yes. Uh, so, fair example, let's look into it. So, when you, uh, I'll, I'd refer to my stint in ITC, which is more the, the at my, as being brand manager of Classmate, right, which is the stationary brand. Okay. Okay, so, uh, Classmate has four different verticals, right? There are notebooks, uh, which where we are, India is number one. Uh, and then you have geometry boxes, where it are a very, very close number two, right, immediately after Camlet. Uh, Cameron, I'm sure you've used it uh, during your school time and maybe even earlier than that people it's in existence and uh, the classmate geometry boxes have been recently introduced and they are really growing market share. Correct. Yeah. Right, so again, uh, like my very first question, a great brand is something that has great it's a great product. It needs to be a great product, right? And I'm sure you would have noticed with the books or with the geometry boxes it is, as with, let's even include Swiggy into the discussion. So with the app, right? It's a fantastic app. Uh, and that's why it has that amount of uh, a user base that is using it. it. It genuinely lends itself to user convenience. Okay. So the pricing has to be competitive. So with the notebooks, it is of course competitive. Maybe the classmate notebooks are a little, is a not about competition. Uh, but like I said, there has to be consumer-derived value, and that is what consumers see in it. The geometry boxes are priced on par with competition, uh, and uh, Wiki, of course, offers you services, which is, again, on par with competition. Okay. Right? Now, distribution. It is accessible. So, notebooks accessible, geometry boxes accessible, Wiki, the app accessible. Okay. Now, promotion. That's kind of where I come in and say, this is your most important lever, the lever that you will build that emotional connect. For example, okay. notebooks, tier one, tier two. Today, what is the what is the problem statement? The problem statement is how do we penetrate even further? How do I get users who currently are not or are buying the local brands to upgrade to a classmate product? And therefore, it's all about quality. It's all about sophistication. It's all about an aspirational product, the best product that ever exists. That is the communication that Classmate has been following to get consumers to pay a little bit more and upgrade to the best quality notebook that there is. Okay. Okay, again, large masses need to be addressed and therefore Classmate, as you will see, does use conventional channels like the television. Okay, so TV advertisement. Yeah. Also certain other niches, like it wants to address the college target, the college uh, age group. The students going to colleges, it wants to be seen as a, again, as a brand that it identify, that the youth identify with, with through, through new age, uh, notebooks that it's introducing and therefore it also uses very targeted digital ads as well. Okay. Okay. Uh, the geometry boxes. Now again, mask and then writes on the notebooks and says it tries to communicate along with the notebooks through flyers, through inserts in the notebooks through retail advertisement, talking all about quality, talking all about being a better product, a new age product, 
where consumers would like to now be seen with this stylish, better product than something that has been going around for generations. Okay. Okay, now Swiggy. Swiggy has to ask you, it's trying to create a broaden its user base across tier two and therefore it's focusing on channels using occasions that are more towards those audiences. Today in the COVID scenario, one of the largest roadblocks that food delivery hit was all about the entire question mark of whether food delivery is safe. Correct? And therefore, if you see today's communication or the way they are trying to increase penetration slash frequency of ordering is all about using that very, very powerful communication lever, which is a crore people have already ordered. So many people have already ordered. So if you can see, it, it's not directly telling the consumer that in in as clear words as saying food delivery is safe, but it's hitting that emotional chord, which is to say your neighbor has ordered, the third person has ordered, everybody around you is ordering, it is safe, right? People are doing fine. Why don't you as well get back to how do each of these uh, brands function? The broad objective of user penetration always stays the same. It's about what objective, specific objective each of them is trying to drive or what market care problem they are trying to address. And that is how your fourth or you know, promotion slash communication will address. Is that fine? Uh, so, Savio, uh, yes. you talked about uh, for uh, stationary the stationary products of ITC that uh, they used uh, conventional methods like television. So, uh, I saw in a report that uh, the major ITC is the cigarette division, where you can't directly market uh, using the conventional method. So, how do they go about their positioning for the cigarettes division? I think a very interesting question. Uh, I've been part of the cigarettes division for a good three years. And uh, it was one of my most uh, challenging but enjoyable stints that I've had in my career. Okay. Okay. And the very fact that it is non-conventional, right? You can't use any of the conventional forms of media. uh, And you have the entire legal angle to comply with, right? And ITC being uh, the company that it is and the best brand that it is going to always, always ensure that it is doubly sure what it is doing from a legal point of view. Okay? Right. Okay. Uh, again, another challenge that I add to your question. So when I, I moved into that role, you did have uh, the grids that were becoming fairly innovative, correct? So you had... Uh, it's no more just a cylinder of tobacco and a filter, correct? You had uh, a capsule, you had low smoke, you had a fair bit of innovation that was happening. Okay. Uh, the prices were were of that level and therefore you had to inform the consumer that this is the innovation that's happening in the category. Therefore, he sees sufficient CDV, like I said, consumer-derived value for him to pay that okay. additional amount, that product, because that product did have certain value add, correct? Whether it was in flavors, whether it was in technology, whether it was low smoke filters. Correct. Um, and again, so you look into avenues of communication to a smoker, correct? So you can only communicate to smokers and you can only communicate at the point of sale. Okay. Okay, so if you also now just understand my the statement I made, 
you will see all cigarette communication only restricted to the kirana outlet to the place where you can or you have access to purchase a cigarette whether it is uh, at a restaurant whether it is at a kirana outlet etc and then all communication all engagement is focused only in those permissible areas in legally permissible ways that you can so you do make ads and you do have ads running on tv except that those tvs are not your normal media channels right those tvs are the tvs that are within the within the kirana outlet selling the the cigarette correct yeah so you do have to be right. really really cognizant and aware of the legal uh, permissible uh, what is permissible and uh, like i said a role is what you make of it there is more than enough space for you to do a great job within those boundaries in the right way as well okay got it um i have one question to you savio so now what do you think would be the most important characteristic that we should hone to become a successful marketers interesting question so let me start with you pyle uh, what do you think it is i'd like to hear from each of you guys what do you think tomorrow when you become uh, marketers heading brands heading verticals what do you think is that one simple characteristic that you think is going to stand by you and be your most important uh, you know uh, so uh, i think that uh, putting yourself in the customer shoes as an being a very customer centric approach will always help is what i feel is the most important characteristic that you put your customer first and then move back that way yeah definitely i believe this yeah yeah i, I definitely concur with what he just has to say so customer is the king if we take this a metric as uh, you know as a center point as a focal point and if we then go back and reverse engineer to what we can do as to you know uh, if we were the customers so i believe that is something that will be really really helpful to us to you know start something keeping the customers end point into play yeah uh, i love your answers uh, completely correct as well right all three um and i'll give you an example right today when you get into large organizations when you get into brands when you get it it's very very easy to follow the practices that have already been set okay it's it's very easy right it has been done last okay. year i'll do it again this year this is what we did for new year let's do it again uh we didn't do anything for diwali so we will not do anything again <laughs> uh <laughs> uh we as a product right. only launch uh, these kind of uh, products and therefore we will not launch anything outside of it and therefore i will build on so what you are saying is perfect right you need to keep the consumer as the focal point to understand the consumer needs and as marketers you need to keep your eyes and ears open just be observant of every single thing that happens okay and i'll try to go a little deeper right each of you i'm sure comes from a certain uh, town with a, a tier one town a metro etc uh, you you would be used to the practices uh, happening in your family within your friend circle as you as you grow into marketer try understanding and observing people products places around you So I am from Mumbai. I've uh, been born and brought up there, and then as part of the IT journey, I of course lived in Jaipur, in Bhopal, <coughs> then Calcutta, then Chennai, and each place I went, 
I saw just a very different community of people, very different beliefs, very different interests. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, I saw very different fundamentals at play in the market, right? Now, from a marketing point of view, <clears throat> you see different traditions, you see different language, lang you see languages, you see different styles of talking. You will see that within your back, in your batch, you will see different forms of interacting with products, right? Whether it is the Marwadi, whether it is the Tamilian, whether it is the Bengali, whether it is the Punjabi. And I'm saying, start imbibing that, start understanding that. It may appeal to you, it may not appeal to you. You may not be part of that TT, but I'm saying you need to be cognizant of that. Start observing advertisement. Sorry. Understand what products are doing. Understand, like we just said, which brands have a strong point of view? Which brand is only playing itself on discounting and just runs discounts and is happy with that? Which brand is trying to establish itself as an aspirational product without discounting? And the more you understand that, what brands are at play right. in tier two towns? What brands are appealing to a certain section of the population? We again just spoke about user penetration. Which brand is doing what to go into tier two? Which brand is doing what to go into the higher echelons of society? Right? And I'm saying keep your eyes and ears open. Keep observing right. that as you read books, as you look into advertisement, as you just look into people's society around you. Tomorrow, when you become marketeers, while you will look at consumer data, while you will look at market research reports, the most important power or the most important ability that you will need is your gut and your ability to take decision. Yeah. And that strong sense right. of what is the right thing to be done. How do I position my product to really address the TG that I want to? That doesn't come overnight. That comes is the skill that you need to hone starting today or maybe even yesterday, right? You need to keep observing people, understand market dynamics, right. what's happening, and only then will you be able to track all the data around you. Otherwise, data will dance the way you want it to, right? You can make it look into any different form, any shape and form. Correct. You will need to be that guy at the decisioning table Agreed. that says, this is how I want my fourth P. My promotion will convey this. I will run a discount or I will not. I will communicate in this form, or I will raise my brand and make it stand in this manner. And that is what, and not just because you want it, it's because that is what the TG that the brand is addressing what. Correct. Right. That That is amazing, Flavio, really. So, I think we have now got a very good gist of, you know, how the industry works and how to go about it, how to make choices, how to see it from a very broad lens. So there is just one last question that we all would want to know, which is uh, what are the most likely problems or scenarios that we as a future marketeers are, you know, bound to encounter while we take everyday decisions or choices in the company? Yeah, a nice, again, a nice question. Um, and certain things that just uh, top of my mind, I will, I will uh, share that with you, right? So uh, okay. as part of my marketing role at Piggy and part of designing our private brands and any powerful brand, you as marketeers would always want 
to customize your product to the best way possible to the consumer correct so correct. as food brands i would want to know every single person's preferences and design my dish exactly to suit that person so i would want to know whether tejas likes his food spicy i'd like to know if pile likes it more cheesy and i'd like my food offering to be exactly customized as per your preferences every brand wants to do that the problem that you will encounter is standardization right so customization versus standardization because i'm sure the guy in your hostel in the next room right who's is part of the operations batch his kra when he joins the same organization is all about how do i improve uh manufacturing capabilities how do i improve my ter- uh, throughput correct and how do i roll out more products from the assembly line and this is going to be a trade off that right. you are constantly going to need to grapple with as you become marketing professionals how does my product become even more customized where at the same time the larger or there are other organizational objectives also which would focus on standardization and increasing throughput Correct. If you look at the FMCG industry around you, you will see that most of the products are heavily, heavily standardized because that's the scale of the at which they produce. Right? You would have some limited edition items, but again, so you have a lace packet that has five different kinds of smiles. You'll have another product that has uh, some level bit of customization, yeah. but it's just a limited edition product, and it is uh, at a very, very limited scale. Service industry, of course, does a lot more customization. uh we being uh today me being part of the food industry right. we try to customize as much as possible but again we also need to meet certain uh operational we are faced with certain operational constraints and i'm saying that is always going to be a battle with uh, that you will face and that is how much do i customize so that my consumer feels uh my consumer feels loved uh they my brand turns into a love mark and not just a standard product but at the same time how much does operational feasibility allow me to stretch in that direction okay uh, that's one point uh, am i am i are you All guys right. able to relate to it much yes yes Thanks. absolutely yes the yes. other one uh, yeah. that i have is uh, again very commonly seen is how much do i reward the consumer versus what is effective correct so when you become sales managers brand managers to constantly ask the question the same question we we encountered right how do i increase penetration and therefore you're going to say hey can i run cashbacks hey can i run discount vouchers hey can i run a freebie hey can i run discounting correct and you will constantly have to uh keep a tab on what is your consumer really excited with what does it really matter to the consumer and how effective is it right so you don't want to run something which is just going to drain your resources and not result in uh, an effective uh, output correct so being part of marketing correct being being marketing professionals you need to understand what are my marketing spends and keep a very very close tab on tab on understanding uh, whether they are effective and whether there is sufficient return on those investments or whether it is just something that you are you know putting down the drain without any impact and the consumer is enjoying it but he doesn't really care about it another point that really comes to my mind is and i think uh, it's okay. again something that you guys should be able to relate to is the entire factor today of brands grappling with information overkill and consumer experience 
right? So me on the app, when I launch a new dish, I want to describe it in in five paragraphs, right? I want to talk about how it's indulgent. I want to talk about the great ingredients that went into it. I want to talk about the spices that are from uh, very specific areas. But I need to be cognizant mm-hmm. that the consumer just has two minutes of time to order that dish. Correct? And he doesn't what yeah. he cares about is convenience okay. in ordering and how can he best navigate through the app. I look at a lot of uh, automobile ads, correct? And they have these fancy terms. A, B, C, D, F, X, Y, Z, all of it. And either the guy then has spent two paragraphs explaining what that technology is or he has just left it with and told the consumer, you break your head and figure out what this means. And neither of them lend itself to great consumer experience. And therefore, today, as technology gets even more advanced, right. as you try to make your products more innovative, you will come across these abbreviations, these terms, these new age terms, and you want to communicate to the consumer in the best way possible, but keeping consumer experience paramount. So you may want to put it as two bullet points, three bullet points. You may want to understand this is where your marketing fundamentals of uh, factor analysis will come in to really understand what the consumer cares about, right? There's no point creating a flyer or a pamphlet like a newspaper where the consumer has not understood a single word. I'd rather have three bullet points wherein he really understands what the USP of the product is. And that should be powerful enough for him to purchase the product. So certain things that were top of mind that I think I as a professional and you guys uh, very soon will be grappling with and, you know, would have to take uh, those decisions that we just uh, spoke about in the earlier question, you know, those gut feel decisions about, uh, I know for certain this is what might be. Right, right. Okay. That was, that was really insightful, Savio. Thank you so much for inspiring us today, sharing us sharing with us your knowledge and it was really fun. We had a yeah, lot of fun yeah, and fantastic. I hope you did too. Uh, I loved uh, talking Thank to you, you guys. So I, I just hope that uh, you guys uh, had a good time. Yeah.